Well, today we're going to dive in a little bit into the CrossFit Games Open, something that me and you are running for our gym in a competitive sense uh, for teams. Uh, we're going to talk about some funny stories we had in the past and just, some, and just some great things about the Open in general. Welcome back, everybody, to Mishmash Men Podcast. Once again, you're here with me, Dustin Labar, my partner in crime, to my direct and immediate left, Mr. Adam Mauser. Hello, everybody. I hope you guys enjoyed last week's podcast, did your research like Adam asked you, and are completely informed um, on a lot of the things that are going on. Uh, and if you're not, that's okay. You still have time. You can still, after this episode's over, you can go and re do some research or go that's back right. and listen to last week's again. While you work out. While you work out. And it was a good discussion last week. Yeah. It was a great discussion. Um, so today, me and Adam are doing something a little special in the upcoming weeks. And that special thing is we are going to be um, leading CrossFit Invigorate in the CrossFit Open. I'm excited too, Gus. So basically, to give you guys a little bit of backstory, um, every year there is a CrossFit Open. If you don't do CrossFit, if you, if you do CrossFit, just bear with me while I explain it to people that don't. Every year there's a CrossFit Open. It's been going on since 2011. I think it's 2011. Um, it's, it looks a lot different than it used to. Uh, it's a little bit different of a setup. Um, but typically and historically, gyms try to do something a little special to keep everybody, um, to get people motivated, to get people to sign up um, and, and into, into the gym and excited. Right. And the value of, of signing up yep. is, at first I kind of like, yeah, I'm not interested in that. But you can track your progress from year to year. Mm -hmm. And see how you've improved in certain uh, skills and certain uh, barbell movements and that yep. sort of thing. So it's really, really good. I enjoy it. Yep. And uh, and it does it does the tracking for you. You don't have to right. figure it out. So you can see what they're, they're probably going to retest a workout. You can see if you're fitter. They're, you're going to see where you stack up against people in your age group and your division. Right. And it's an open, so anybody can do it. Everybody can do it. Yeah. Everybody and anybody should do it if you do CrossFit. Yeah. Um, you don't have to, but you should. Um, so gyms typically do something to keep people motivated, to get a little bit more enjoyment or get people to sign up. Uh, in the years past in CrossFit Invigorate, we've done, um, teams, teams of, or four teams that basically compete each other, compete against each other in the open. For, uh, for bragging rights. Bragging rights. Maybe a, maybe a bet was laid on. There's definitely, there was a bet about some tattoos that happened. Yeah, that's right. Um, if you ask the reaching for the bars cast, there's only one of us that doesn't have a spider tattoo and it's this guy. <laughs> um, I was on that team. Yeah, you were, you were on the winning team. I was on the winning team every year you're so un far undefeated. So you're, you're, so you're not doing it this year. either. I'm not doing it this year cause you and I run it. That's so right. That's I'm right. going to go out on top. I'm a little old. You so. should retire. Just retire. Just retire. Undefeated. That's right. You can't be beat in this gym, in this gym, um, part of a team. So, <laughs> Um, let's talk a little bit about the CrossFit Open, and then we'll explain like what, what has been done in the past. So CrossFit Open it used to be five weeks, which, to be honest with you, as somebody that was competitive back then when they were doing it, it five weeks doesn't seem like a lot. One workout for five weeks, but it was brutal. It's an all-out workout, Because I mean, you were given everything you have. So basically, if you were trying to be competitive in CrossFit to make the next step. Now, it's changed over the years. Um, it was open sectionals, regionals, then it was open regionals, and now it's open uh, quarterfinals, semifinals. So it's changed where, what the, the, the path forward is, but it's all the same, essentially. So what would happen is 
they would release the workout on Thursday. So CrossFit would say week one, 7 p.m., I think, 7 or 8 p.m., they released the workout for that week. So the scores have to be in Monday by, right. you know, the same time, 7 or 8 p.m. So basically what would happen is you would hear the workout and then you had a couple options. A, you do it right when it's released to get your first go at it. Because if you're a competitive athlete, you're going to do it multiple times. You're trying right? to do it multiple times. Right. So you, let's, let's just, for argument's sake and to explain the story, you did it Friday morning because you, you heard the workout. You, usually some people will do it as soon as it's announced just for fun, which is a, a very fun part of it. Um, so let's say you did it Friday. Well, let's say you didn't like your score. So you may want to be like, did it hurt me enough? Can I do it again Saturday? Do I have to wait till Sunday? Right. Now, if you do it Saturday, you're still not happy with your score. You got to take a day off. Now you're doing it Monday. You're trying to do it Monday afternoon before. So it's a very stressful time. Like we have a very competitive athlete, Mary Helen, that goes to our gym. Um, Kyle, her husband, listens to our podcast all the time. Um, he's actually the best uh, coach slash cheerleader slash anything you could ask for every time he's at a competition he's awesome so um but we need him cheering for us during the podcast kyle it behind us like telling us what to do kind of like that guy on the tom green show just drinking coffee oh you know, yeah and just then like, making remarks yeah like nice adam yeah so <laughs> kyle if you're looking for a job that doesn't pay we yeah. got you um you can intern <laughs> yeah yeah you can intern coffee drink that's pretty sweet just hang out yeah um so mary helen goes is still going through that stress i stopped it a couple years ago i haven't had to do it like that but she so i i hear it. it's it's a stressful time even i redid a workout last year because i knew i could do a little better on something i think it was, it was the wall walks thrusters yeah. double unders i think and uh I, I redid it on monday because i was like i know i can do better yeah. I, i'm saying this as like a from a competitive athlete's point of view to show how bad it can be for a week but but also even somebody that's not like uber that's has no desire to go to the next stage there still is a, com a competitive side of against yourself or others where it makes you want to do do it again right because you see your scores and you see where you stack up yep. in your age group yep. or just worldwide yeah and all of a sudden everybody like, all of a sudden you're like man i was in the top 15 percent in the first workout oh i need to try and get that again in the second workout yeah um, so it becomes like a little bit, even if you don't have a lot invested, it becomes a little bit of a fun stress. It's a stress, but it's a fun stress. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. So, cause you should be just competing against yourself. Yes, correct. Right. So, you know, if you're taking this super seriously, so let's say you do it two or three times, Monday's your last go. Well, you, you're probably exhausted because these are full out efforts. Yeah. They are not what, on the, the three part workouts generally. Um, they're, t well, no, that's not true. They can be like. You know, some of them are two parts. Some of them are just one tw AMRAP. Some of them are whatever. It just depends on what the workout. Like sometimes they'll have the the workout and the strength. It just depends on the week. Yeah. Um, but you give such a hard effort. It's not unlike if you if I told you to go run an eight hundred as hard as you possibly could. You probably have to take three days off. Right. And that's maybe three minutes. Um. So then Tuesday rolls around. You're still you just did a workout as hard as you could three times in a row back to back to back. Now you need a break. So you take, maybe you take Tuesday off, you do something light, you get a day back in the gym and then boom, Thursday's rolling around right. and you do that for five weeks. So by the end of the five weeks, you're like, you're I've, exhausted. I've had enough of this. Yeah. So they, what they did was they switched it to three weeks, which I think is a far superior format. It is, especially for an open. Yeah. And I think you can achieve the same goals. Cause so, all they're trying to do in that open is, is sort out who's going to go yes. to the, basically the invitationals. Correct. Yeah. So I think, I think you're right. Like 
five weeks sorted it out, but I don't think it doesn't sort it out in three weeks. I think, yeah. I, you know, what I, I think but typically by the third week, you kind of have an idea where you stand. Yeah. So it could be the same thing. Uh, and, and the cream always rises to the crop or the top. So yes, it's just, both. And the crop. Yeah. Um, so, so that's a little bit about that. So the workouts I should talk about, you know, they're a test of fitness and they're supposed to be a test of general fitness. If you ask me, they've lost a little bit of that a little bit over the past couple of years. I don't think it's a necessarily a test of general fitness. Um, like I'll use Mabry as an example. Mabry from Reach for the Bars podcast is probably one of the pound for pound strongest people I know. Yeah, it's strong. And he doesn't get to showcase that necessarily in the right. open. He's generally as a person fit, but not you know as fit as some of these other guys in like just straight conditioning. But if they threw a barbell in two out of the three workouts, oh, he's he probably going to beat most of the people. Yeah. So I don't believe it's a test of general fitness. I think it's a test of eng- of, of just work capacity, like like general work capacity, like how, how hard can I breathe for how long, essentially. Yeah. Cardiovascular fitness. Yeah, correct. Exactly. That's what I was, I was searching for. That's and, why I'm here. Yeah, that, well, that's perfect. <laughs> if Kyle was here, he'd be like, cardiovascular fitness. <laughs> um, so... It's three weeks. They have workouts. They range anywhere from the shortest one I've ever been a part of, I think, is probably seven minutes. The longest, 20 minutes. That's typically that, that range. That's so you're a looking long seven, time. 20, seven to 20, 20. 20 when you're trying to give it your all is a long time of trying to give <clears> it your all. And it's hard to gauge sometimes. You come out of the gate. There was a, It was a couple of opens ago, and it was um, wall walks, dumbbell snatches, and box get overs I think or box overs. yes I remember it well <laughs> I remember you watching me and I was like you were cheering me on that's what's nice about the gym environment because yeah. everybody's cheering you on yep and the wheels came off like very early on I did the, the wall walks and I was doing the snatches and you could tell you Dusty could tell that Adam was in trouble in trouble <laughs> yeah. you're like <laughs> control your breathing yeah. <laughs> I remember that. and then uh, then I got to the box uh, box jump overs I think it was yeah, I think you're right. And uh, I was a mess. I yeah. was an absolute mess. Yeah. I got done with that. I collapsed on the ground. Laura came over. Yeah. And was like, you know, usually Laura's pretty, like, uh, direct in, like, hey, good job, or, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, you could have done harder, or whatever. Yeah. She, but she's like, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen people, and also done it myself, where you send it in an open workout, yeah. and then you immediately realize that you're in a world of hurt. <laughs> it's kind of like someone drowning and they're yeah, like going yeah. underwater. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, you know, you're a hundred meters offshore and you're like, if I swim as hard as I can, I can make it back. And then you get a quarter of the way there swimming as hard as you can. Yeah. You're like, Oh boy, that was a, a mistake. Lot left to go. <laughs> um, I've done a really funny story. Um, there was a workout. It was 27, 21, 15, nine thrusters or cow row and thrusters. So oh. you're just talking just straight go. <laughs> And, uh, um, I hate the rower. And so I had a friend of mine walked up and he was like, dude, there, there's this new pre-workout I bought and it's supposed to be really good for Metcons. And I was like, Metcon, for those of you listening, metabolic conditioning, it means like a conditioning piece, just straight conditioning. And so he goes, you should try it before. And this is when I was like trying to be super competitive. And yeah. I was like, I'll basically I'll do whatever you tell me to do to try to get a competitive advantage. Was this just a ton of caffeine? So I don't know what it was. I still to this day, I don't know what it was. <laughs> I took a scoop of it. 
<laughs> and I had like a, a watch on to check my heart rate, but it wasn't like an Apple watch at that point. But I look at my heart rate. I haven't started the workout. I'm at like 130. Oh my gosh. And I look to my, insane. Coach, what's your resting heart rate? Like 50? 50. Yeah. So I look at and probably back then it was 40. Yeah. So I look at my coach that's about to judge me and I was like, my heart rate's at like 130 right now. <laughs> and he was like, dude, you're not, you're, you're not okay. And I was like, I know I'm not okay. Get the AED. So I, so I'm all obviously amped up and I sprint the, the first 27 cows, like hammer down 27 cow or 27 thrusters. And I mean, legs locking up yeah. I'm totally. And, and just making it through the rest of that was probably one of the worst experiences I've ever done. I imagine so. I still to this. I had to do it one more time to try to better my score, which I did because I didn't didn't have a, without a, the pre starting a starting heart rate of one thirty. <laughs> um, but because of that imprint of my brain, if that work had ever came up for any reason, I would never do it again. Yeah, just because it. But but that's kind of what it's like. You have this added pressure. Um, so the fun thing about CrossFit and what Adam just touched on is if your gym does it correctly, uh, you could have this big group thing where you do teams or or whatever it may be, and the goal is to get everybody in the gym on the same day if possible to do these workouts together and um, cheer everybody on. Yeah. So you run heats. That's the best part. People, that is the absolute best part. You usually have some dummy like me walking around, drinking a beer, cheering people on, um, coaching sometimes in, in between the cheering. Telling people to control their breathing. Yeah, control your breathing. You're, you're, <laughs> you're white. You're white as a ghost. You're not going to make it. Um, so, so basically... Sorry, my watch is going off. So basically, um, uh, where was I going with that? Oh, so anyway. So cheering each other on. So cheering each other on. So in the past, we've drafted teams. Mm-hmm. Um, the teams compete against each other. There's a scoring system. So the scoring system has been different from years past. I've been to other gyms that do it differently. But me and Adam are going to try to uh, not reinvent the wheel. Yeah. But do something a little easier to... To, to run through one, we don't have to draw lots to uh, to draft teams in, as individuals. Yes. That, that's tough. Yeah, it is. And we, they they did a really good job of it. Yeah. Generally speaking, the teams were very competitive. Mm-hmm. So we're going to try to keep everybody super competitive. We have an idea how to get people through it, like on teams. Yeah, uh, take some of the awkwardness of drafting and. Yeah, so you're not picked last. Yeah, you're not picked last, and because we would make fun of you immediately if you got right. picked last, it's like dodgeball. Yep. So exactly. Like we're like, Hey loser. Um, but I think we're going to have a lot of fun with it. Um, so in the spirit of that, I just told a story. Um, let's, let's talk about some of the fun open experiences we have to get people motivated. Um, so I can kick it off. So I don't know if you remember, uh, this workout. It was a couple years, several years ago. It was toes to, uh, toes to bar, double unders and squat cleans. So you did a certain amount of toes to bar, a certain amount of double unders, and then squat cleans starting at a high rep range and a low weight. Uh-huh. Then you went to the next round. I do remember Toes this to one. bar, double unders, a heavier squat clean, less rep range. Yeah. And all the way to you got to um, 315 would have been the final bar, and I think it was like three or five at that weight. Right. So this is one of my favorite memories. So clearing, so it went 135, 185. 225, 275, and then 315. Those were the squat cleans. Um, I did it in Myrtle Beach. My friend Matt, um, you met him, didn't you? I did. Yeah. Yep. So, so my friend Matt. He's a character. Yeah, he's a wild man. He's a wild boy. Um, it was a feat of, if you weren't the top elite CrossFit athlete, 
getting through to 275 made you like one of the top people. Right. Getting a shot at two, at 315 was was you were like the top of the heap. It just was what it was. So I ro- roll through this workout and everybody starts seeing like Dusty's got a lot of time. Like he can get through the 275 bar. Yeah. And you can almost see there's videos and pictures where Matt is realizing that I have enough time to clear the 275 squat cleans. And and these are all workouts. That's your wheelhouse. All those things you listed, that's yeah. like, that's dusty workout I'm right I'm good there. at this workout, yeah. yeah. Even even back then, like squat cleans I was good at. Yeah. I could lift heavy. Um, so everybody's kind of like realizing like, oh, dusty, like he's, so you bank time. So every window that you finished, if you did it faster, like you'd got more time. Like so time added onto your, the amount of time you could work. So I get to 275 and you can just feel Matt Sandberg, the energy rising up. I bet. So you can feel him. It's always burbling at like, the top so anyway. He's, like he's, he's getting excited. And then I hit the first squat clean to 275 and you can feel the, the intensity. I forget. It may have been seven or nine, something like that. Maybe five, five, seven, something like that. So I hit the first one and you can just feel it. The intensity is rising. Then I hit the second one. Like I take a break, I hit the second one. And you can just see him looking at the clock, looking at me, looking at the clock, looking at me. I hit the next one. He's getting more excited. And then like I start to have like two left. And he is, the pictures I'll have to show you one day. It's so funny. I'm in the middle of an actual open workout, lifting a barbell. He's closer than I am to you right now, mm. screaming at me <laughs> with a red face. Like he's got, There's a picture where he's pointing at me, red in the face, screaming as I have a barbell on the bottom of the squat trying to stand it up. So I, this is why the story to me is funny. So Matt is cheering me on, which is my favorite story of the Open. Like he cheered me through 275. Like he's part of the reason why I got through it. Yeah. So I feel like I'm on cloud nine. Then it starts sinking into my head, like, maybe I can hit a rep at 315. Mm-hmm. So if I get one rep at 315, I'm in the top 0.001% of all CrossFitters. Right. So I basically, I have time. So I do my toes to bar. I do my double unders. Everybody is losing their minds. I've made it to the 315 bar. Like, so everybody loads my weight. What's your one rep max for that at that time? Uh, for squat. I, I had hit, at that point, I probably had hit at least 325. So it was close to my max. Yeah. It was not like an easy lift. Sure. It was close to my max. If not, if not 315 being my max. So I have a lot of time at the bar. So I'm like, well, it's pretty heavy. I better take my time. Yeah. I'm going to get it though. Like I'm for sure going to get it. So every, nobody else is working out. Everybody's time capped. Everybody's surrounded around me. I'm the only person at 315. Matt is screaming his head off. I I'm like, I have a minute or two minutes maybe. I'm just like, hey, everybody calm down. I'm just going to hit it one time and I'm in, I'm, I'm top. So everybody's just watching me stand around and they're like, Dustin's about to hit it. So I'm finally like, all right. I like slap my legs. I like get all pumped up like the tough guy thing. I pick the bar up and immediately, as soon as I picked it off the ground, I was like, no, I can't lift it. <laughs> I, can't lift it. So <laughs> I immediately dropped it in front of like, I don't know, 30 people. And everybody was like, oh, yeah. so all that like huge excitement when I felt like I was top of the world and then immediately just like crashing down and in, in pure disappointment as they were like, oh, he couldn't even, I mean, didn't even try to get it. <laughs> like didn't even try. Well, sometimes you know, well, as <laughs> soon like, as I've lifted it, like, you know, when you've picked something up before <clears> and you're like, there's not a chance and I'm, I'll, I'll never get this. Yeah. If somebody helped me, I wouldn't get it. That's right. what I felt at that point. So that went like the greatest triumph to the saddest feeling, like all back to back in my workout. That's like one of my favorites. So uh, that that's good. And how many, how many did you have to do 
for the, at the 315 if you were able to do it like one or I three I want to say it was three or five yeah. I want to say maybe 275 was seven and you were just looking to hit hit one at least if and then you, call it good if you were at if you hit one at three like I let the clock like it was only going to be one I let the clock whittle all the way down to like 10 seconds where I was like I'm just going to hit one and be the yeah. hero of the world because you've already got the exhaustion from yeah. the other stuff and I are, I've already topped like there were guys way stronger than me that didn't finish 275. It's just a lot of work in a small yeah. amount of time. So I was like, I'm on top of the world. I'll hit this one time. I'll do a super cool guy, like sign off and I'll walk yeah. in the gym. <laughs> so, but it didn't work That's out funny. that way. Yeah. Well, I don't have a cool story like that, but one year. So I remember that open that you described uh, that workout just now. And at that one, I still didn't have, I couldn't string together toes to bar. Mm -hmm. um, I could do them, but I couldn't. I couldn't string any together. Yep. Um, and in uh, dubs, I was just, a, it was a nightmare. I still hadn't found it. Yeah. But that, it might have been the following year, or might have been two years later. We had uh, wall walks and double unders and something else. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what it was specifically, but I was kind of pumped about it because I was like, okay, I can do wall walks. Yeah. I'm good at shoulder stuff. Yeah. I can wall walk. And dubs, I found it. I, and I'm not letting it go. And then, uh, I'm on the first round. I do my wall walks. I grab the rope, catch my breath. All right, I'm going to start knocking out whatever the, the uh, rep scheme was. And uh, as soon as I jumped, and, and keep in mind, usually I'm a morning workout guy. Yeah, I'm an old man, so I get up early. But we were doing the open workouts at night, Friday night. Friday night lights is what we called it. And it was exciting because everybody was going to be there. So I'm like, okay, I'll just defer the workout till Friday night. Mm. Well, my muscles weren't used to being that active yeah. on a Friday night. Mm -hmm. So uh, I do the wall walks, uh, shimmy up the last one, and then I grab the uh, the rope, jump up and down, and like three reps into my dubs, my calf just knots up. I remember this. Oh, my gosh. So I was just like, and, you know, your calf knots up, you're pretty much done for the you open. You cannot do anything. No, you're, yeah. you're done. Yeah. And I tried doing, I was able to string together like two or three one-legged double-unders, uh, like and then I tried hopping down. Um you know, just to thoroughly ruin that calf <laughs> and, and just finish the job that was started by it nodding up. Um, but then I was like, I can't do this anymore. It, as long as you do a couple of double unders, then that that segment counts. Yeah. Uh, so you're good to go, and then you can switch to single unders. And this is this goes to the, the scoring system. Mm -hmm. um, that's um, It rewards people that attempt to do the RX or the, the, the prescriptive yeah. version of it, the hard thing. Yeah. Uh, which is good. It gets you. It makes you push it, and it's right. uh, because you you see that goal, and you're like, okay, I think I can do this. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but it, it totally wrecked it, and that was probably one of my best chances to do okay in the open mm -hmm. um, by age segment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and let me go back on that. We talked a little bit about it, but these uh, the scoring system is by by age category. So right. it's like young person to what's the youngest for the normal. <sighs> 12, it's like 17 12 or 13 oh 13. yeah there's that that segment and then there's but all the way up to what 30 something oh you're just talking about the straight open division yeah open goes all the way up to 34 34 and, then and 35 or 30 yeah 35 to 39 40 to 44 45 to 40 45 to 50 mm -hmm. or 49 and then 50 to and then unlimited and i think i was i was uh i was going to turn 50 so for the opens purposes i was counted as 50 um so it was uh, several years ago but anyway bottom line is it was like okay i think i can i'm gonna be the man i'm gonna be pretty good yeah. at because i'm i can move okay for an old guy i can score pretty good 
uh, even in the States or even worldwide for, for an old guy. Yeah. And that was the first workout, wrecked it. And then, of course, the rest of them, I'm yeah, just, just like just hanging in yeah, there. Just hobbling along with a calf. That was awful. And I couldn't do dubs for a long time because of that. Yeah. And then when I was felt okay enough to start trying them again, I kind of lost that that cadence mm-hmm. to do them successfully. And it took uh, it took a couple of months. And then finally, all of a sudden, they just come back. Yeah. Double unders are one of those weird things. They're very weird. Um, I have a couple funny ones. Um, real quick, the first year they had wall walks. Do you remember Mabry, how confident he was when he walked in? Yes. And then realized immediately how difficult the wall walks were. Yeah. And he was laying on the ground, like holding his shoulders. Wall walks were a thing that was like, if you can't do handstand push-ups, do wall walks. We and then all of a sudden it just becomes an event. We used to do them as wall walks as like part of workouts, but they, they were never to that standard. The standard that they make them are very challenging. Very, very it's challenging. It's not easy. So yeah. like for you, for you listening that don't know what a wall walk is, you start belly down on the floor with your feet touching a wall. And then just imagine walking your feet up the wall as your hands walk back. And then the finishing of the rep is a 10-inch line away from the wall, and your hands have to crest that 10-inch line, both of them. And then you have to walk back down to a full push-up position and then drop. And it doesn't sound – 10 inches sounds like it's pretty big, but yeah. when you're upside down well, – Yeah, when you're trying to <laughs> not fall down, yeah. it's it's uh, it's it seems like it's the – the closest thing to the wall that you could possibly be. And your if your feet fall over, if you fall down, that rep doesn't count. It does not count. And you've worked all the way up there. Yeah. Mm. It's a it's one of those it's a brutal movement. Yeah. Um me and Mabry were always well, we weren't really compa- I would if you're listening to Mabry, I would slaughter you everywhere open. But there were some workouts where he'd be closer than others. So we did a workout. He's obviously stronger than me, but my conditioning was better. Yeah. Um but I basically, well, he lost a bet to me in the open and has a tattoo with my name. That's on right. It. Dusty is the best. Um, but there was another, when I first got to, to CrossFit Invigorate, there was an open workout with clean and jerks, pistol, it started with maybe like box jumps and had pistols in it. And, um, maybe was like, I'm stronger. I'm going to win. The clean and jerks got really heavy at 275. And so we both, so I got to 275 and cleared it before him. And that's your tie break time when you finish the last barbell. Yeah. Mabry also finished 275, uh, but neither of us could hit 315. So he said, oh, we tied. And I would never let it live him down that I technically I beat him in a strength workout because my tie break time was slightly, not slightly, way faster than his. Yeah. Um, and so like I've never let, so then I've retired. I'm done. I'm done like competing. Yeah. I, I left on top. I'm, I'm, uh. Um, he got a tattoo out of it. He got a tattoo out of it. Um, one of my favorite things in the open, and we can end on this kind of, um, this is probably my, so I love the competitive side of it. I love judging people that are comp- like that are competitive. It's a, it's an, it's a fun experience. Some people get stressed judging them cause it's like a big deal. Yeah. I enjoy doing it. It's fun to watch them. They're going the fastest than anybody, but re- they're in the reality. My favorite part of the open is when somebody who walks up to me and says, I'm going to scale this workout, let's call it because of chest of bars. Yeah. And they're like, I don't have really good. I don't, I can't do chest of bars. I'm going to scale it. And the conversation ensues. Well, you know, your score is better if you can just get one chest of bar versus doing all these reps. And when, when you can push somebody to do something outside of that comfort zone. Yeah. And they like get, I think it was Emily Mangrum. I remember. Yeah. I remember that. She said she couldn't do a chest of bar. And I was like, I felt like I was like, I think you could do one. I, yeah. Like maybe we at make, least one. We make a, maybe we make a big mistake, and you can't do it. But I think she ended up getting like twenty or thirty of them. Yeah. 
And, but you could see that when she did the first one, she was like, what is going <laughs> on? But everybody wants you to do it. Right. So everybody's so excited for you. And you're like, and because of the, so the easy thing to do, I'm not knocking anybody, but the easy thing to do is scale the workout, right? get a good workout in and do it. But in the reality, a lot of times the harder thing is only getting one rep. That's the harder thing to right. do. And it's usually a mental block. Because yeah, it's, it, well, it's a mental block. It's embarrassing. Yeah. There's a lot of things tied up in it. But I love it when somebody's like, I've had people, uh, several years ago, there was a workout that started with muscle-ups. And I was like, I'll stand here and reset the clock a hundred times if you want to just attempt a muscle-up. And then if you get one, we start the clock. Yeah. You know, or let the clock run. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I love that because that's like a personality trait of of me personally that's outside of CrossFit. But like, if you do that thing, that's really hard. That's uh, scary. You don't think you can do it. It's embarrassing. You don't want to look stupid. All those things that are combined into one and you do it in front of everybody. And I mean, it's like a huge deal to me. Like yeah. I get so, you've seen me. Yeah. I get crazy. Like I'm, I'm like in your face. I'm doing the Matt Sandberg yeah. to other people. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I'm, like doing, Matt. <laughs> I'm doing the Matt Sandberg to other people, but that is the fun for me. Yeah. That is legitimately the fun. There was a lady that I coached in Pennsylvania. She texts me to this day. I haven't seen her in seven, eight years. She texts me every open. She's like, do you, she's in her seventies now. She was in her sixties, I guess at that point. And I stood there and made her do single toes to bar on a 20 minute workout where she only got toes to bar. They had like a bunch of other stuff, but she only got a certain amount of toes to bar. Yeah. But she scored really high in her age group. Right. And she'll text me every open and be like, remember that time you made me do that? She's right. like, I'll never forget that. Yeah. And, but that's the fun. Yeah, it is fun. So, and, and, uh, and it, it's a little different for everybody. Like maybe you can go a little harder. Maybe you can do something that's like out of your, you know. It, it, you want to do good, but you know, sometimes just throwing caution to the wind and letting it roll is, is the best way to do it. It is fun. It's fun because you'll surprise yourself in that environment with the, the crowd cheering you on, uh, the kind of uh, the stress of being in a competition. Yep. Even though most of the people in the open, they're not going to go to any kind of quarterfinals yeah, or anything yeah, like yeah, that. They're not going to be compete internationally. Yeah. But there's still that, that threat of competition, and we do a good job at the gym here to, to build out a team that is – um, that is even so that all the teams are like, uh, yeah. there's going to be a competition between the teams. Right. And so you don't want to let down your teammates. hundred percent. Like, Hey, I'm going to yeah. go for this. I'm going to try to string together two toes to bar yeah. and just let her rip. Yeah. If I can get two toes to bar, I win. Yeah, that's right. And that, that is, that is the, the, the thing that is what we yeah. do because measuring, like when I coach, you probably heard me say it a bunch of times. Measurable and repeatable is like a huge thing in my vocabulary when I coach CrossFit. Mm -hmm. And measurable is that thing. Like, so like, how are we measuring how much better you're getting? Well, yeah. remember last year when you only got one toes to bar? Well, this year you got 50. Yeah. Like, so in terms of toes to bar, you're 50 times better than you were. And so those things are really important to me when I'm like coaching people or pushing them through that. that that's why I do it. Because scaling stuff, you never, the scale's different every year. Everything's different. Like you never really know, but that should be the goal is you come in here. You're not just going to a globo gym and just doing some bicep curls and walking out. Yeah. You're coming in here and you're literally learning skills. And the, the point would be to test those skills and see what you can do in the future. Right. So that's why I really, I mean, I enjoy the heck out of it, even though I'm not doing it anymore. I mean, just, just being around it and coaching it. And that's why I wanted to, to run it with you this year. I think it's, it's a, it's a blast. And that 
that those skills they're transferable because it it is by definition functional fitness. Yep. And if you can do those things, a lot of people poke fun at the way CrossFitters do, let's say pull ups. Mm-hmm. Um, and toast to bar, what are you doing there? What's that really doing? Mm-hmm. Well, it increases your um, uh, your cardiovascular efficiency, yeah, which is really, really important as you age. Uh, you're building muscle, which yeah. as you age, that muscle just starts disappearing pretty yeah. doggone, doggone quick. Yeah. And uh, that's huge for your health. Yeah. And the mobility that you get from not a specific exercise, but just the exercise regimen at large, mm-hmm. it's huge. Yeah. There was a, uh, the make wads great again guy. He's, he's a meme, uh, giant. The guy memes, I, I love his memes. They're funny. Uh, and I can relate to him cause we're about the same age. So usually he has a, a funny, uh, being old meme, yeah. but, um, he got into a little, um, I'd say a spat. Yeah. That's how I'd characterize it with a guy. He's uh, I don't know if he's a physical therapist or a chiropractor either way, something along those lines, maybe a nutritionist. Um, but it was making fun of CrossFit and then um, basically lambasting the older crowd that comes to CrossFit gyms. And that's like, that's a demographic that needs it just as much as the young people that sure. want to be competitive. Sure. It yeah. is, it is so valuable to be able to retain that mobility, that strength, continue to, um, as I always joke in the gym, I'm just managing my decline. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you want to keep that muscle mass built uh, because yep. that that is an indicator of your health, or that is a uh, leading indicator of your health. Yep. Uh, big time. So, uh, so yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Um, yeah, I love it. I think that's a good. That's a great point. And, and anybody can do it. And if you're listening to this and you're a member at CrossFit Invigorate, you need to sign up. Please sign it's up. Gonna it is going to be year. fun. It's going to be fun this year. Are we ready to reveal the theme or let's, to our Let's hold it. Let's hold right. it. Let's hold it. I think we'll have to tell Caleb. Yeah, that's we right. haven't told him, but I think what the general gonna, manager. Yeah, let, the general manager. But let's let's hold it for another week. Yeah. And then we'll release it in some kind of funny way. Maybe uh, maybe we dress up in the style that we're talking about. I uh, think that funny. could be an order. Yeah. I might have to go shopping. Though. So uh, I think I know the place we can go shopping. Um, <laughs> so, um, but I just wanted to touch base on that because it is happening in a few weeks. Yeah. Um, I'm we'll, excited. Yeah, we'll probably, maybe me and you wear mics and do some talking for the mishmash men when we're doing it. That's uh, that's something we got to do because yeah. I've got portable mics now. Yeah, we do have portable mics and we can do a little bit of recording as we're as we're doing it. Maybe fun for, for mishmash men or right. the, the RFTB channel in general. Um, so this was fun. I thought it was topical cause it's about to happen. Um, and me and Adam are both going to be parts of it, um, in a, um, I guess a judging capacity and a, uh, running it capacity. Yeah. So, um, but it's going to be fun. Look out for more content revo- and involving it. And maybe it makes you sign up for a CrossFit gym. If you, if you don't live here somewhere else, yeah, please here, do here. So you'll um, enjoy it. This has been super fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, um, I appreciate y'all. It's been a fun, fun episode. And until next time, it's been Mishmash, man. We'll see you.